You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. around this big house. Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man, a human one. One. We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. On to the main event, I suppose. Um, yeah. Which is uh, Marvel's first MCU TV show, officially, that's yep. backed by Kevin Feige. Unless you discount uh, Carter, um, Agent Carter. Hmm. Uh, no, this is the proper, the, the first proper primetime uh, MCU yeah. televisual experience WandaVision. Um, and so I think this is obviously responsible by a lot of people made this, but it's can principally I, directed by Matt Shackman, can who I, just, I thought was perfectly cast for this. Go on. Can I just say, before we get into it, I was... I don't want to say... I wanted to say deeply dismayed, but I was outright a bit pissed off with all of the people that couldn't sit around and watch a show for more than one episode and everyone was like going does it get any better i was thinking what did you think that was it did you think that this was the entire show it's like did they Uh, forget about infinity war and everything and they were going i don't get it why is it in i mean like the first episode they were like i don't get it why is it in black and white does anything happen Apparently, the intention, the original intention, was to air the first three episodes at yeah. once. That but would because have of COVID, they had trouble getting some of the RL bits, like the effects, done. So uh, everyone would have had a much better idea after the first one what was going on. But to be fair, I mean, even my sister, right, who's just recently become very enamoured with the MCU, uh, she. Uh, has struck I keep having to remind her have you watched the finale yet and she's like no so her interest 
basically dropped right off. Um, really? Probably, I, th- I, th- I think if it was all out at the same time, she probably would have just carried on watching it. I think maybe the episodic thing hurt it a bit. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. I think anyone going in thinking, basically, as far as I'm concerned, anyone going in thinking that that's the show that it was on a surface level, uh, clearly doesn't know the MCU or yeah. care about it in any significant yeah. way. Um, I know a lot of my friends uh, dropped off it and and like just just they just don't care enough. They're just not interested. Um, and essentially, what this turned out to be, we're going full spoilers here, by the way. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. So tune out now and go and watch it. Uh, essentially, what it turned out to be was a. Uh, I wouldn't. It's not seven hours. It's like a sort of. It's it's like a film. It's just a. Tr- yeah. it's, it's like a chunky. It's like I a four-hour film. I think what um, I think of, what of hurt a, it. Of a, of a, it's a. It's a. No, it's a. It's an origin story for Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I think what I think what hurt it actually is probably not so much the episode, um, the amount of episodes per week. Although two episodes per week would have worked really well, I think. Um, they need but, to drag it out because they want people to get Disney yeah, Plus, and there's not the, enough. But the good, problem good is the there. end credits were so long. Oh, yeah, and that was hilarious. They were they were almost like half the length for the show, <laughs> um, and some of them you had to watch all the way through. Yes, to get the, I didn't know right there were the stingers. I didn't know there were stingers in some of them. One I, of them I, I made ex- it a habit. I made it a habit because the uh, the Mandalorian credits are really long as well. Yeah, and I've always made a habit of like leaving them on just because I like the music. Yeah, so I've kind of I kind of like you know I've kind of that's when I get up and I'm sort of like you know doing a bit of washing up and stuff, and then I heard stuff. I was, I, I've literally, I was on the loo uh, at the end of that finale <laughs> and, and I, and I like sort of, I like nearly like, I've never run off the loo so quick because I was like, fuck, there's a thing at the end. Bastards. I wasn't, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. No, there, there were some really good bits in there. I mean, there were some, obviously there were, the main whole point of it being one division is like a love letter to TV shows um, through the era. You know, um, like the first one being the Dick Van Dyke show, I think. And then they yeah. kind of, and then they kind of acknowledge that in that episode where, um, where they're trying to find out how she created the whole X. You know, with yeah, actually, yeah, we're going full spoilers, aren't we? Apologies yeah, if yeah, you don't yeah. want it spoiled. Um, stop now. But um, yeah, with Agatha trying to pull back the details and how how um she basically created the hex and it's it's kind of crazy because you didn't see that their father was like a dvd salesman kind of thing and it's like the yeah. dvds he didn't sell they would watch and he didn't manage to sell that one it was her favorite which was really weird and it also touched on the stuff from what they mentioned in in uh, age of ultron which you don't really remember which is the reason why they hate the Avengers and the Western world is because their parents were killed by a Stark Industries bomb that didn't yeah. go off. And she says that in the film. I'm um, sure that's happened in other ones as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they had to, they had to sort of like justify the, uh, the older shows because yeah. obviously they wouldn't have been alive then. Um, but I loved what they did. Cause I mean, I thought, I thought the little things where something weird happens was just enough of a teaser yeah. and then it builds and builds and builds and it's like 
Yeah. I think, but I, I think I think the way that that was styled was like very deliberately styled. But when you sort of realised that they were going to advance a decade each episode, I was really like I was well sort of chuffed with the choices they made. Sort <laughs> of like um, you know the way they went Malcolm in the Middle, yeah, and then they went like the Office Parks and Rec. I think in the last one. Oh, I didn't get that. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, when they're those. doing yeah. the old talking to camera yeah. stuff. Yes, yeah. That's all like that's all like sort of like. Uh, Handheld camera, um, mm. zooming in, and oh, that's all like from the office and yeah. some records. So, yeah, so that was really quite cool. Uh, yeah, a very very uh, contemporary, you know, uh, way of doing it. Because <laughs> as I was saying in the intro, Matt Shackman, the director of this, he's got a hand in both worlds, and so that's why I thought it was great to handle this because he's done like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's done Game of Thrones. Okay. So it's like he can handle both comedy and massive blockbuster stuff. So, yeah. And that's kind of where the show ends, uh, pretty much, in a, in a sort of blockbuster style Um Brilliant. Yeah, which which I, and I, and that that's what and that's what I knew it always would be. I and that's why I was sort of tolerant in those early episodes, which I found a little bit irritating i have to say um you know i mean these are two characters that i'm not like totally i mean they they're like the b team aren't they from the avengers like they you know they, they're not i mean obviously vision has got an excellent sort of backstory which has been explored across all these different films yeah and there was clearly like some backstory it took, that they needed to do with wanda to justify the show's existence um but, you know, it, it wasn't stuff that I really massively give a shit about. But obviously, they need to fill their ranks in a major way for films to come. Yeah. I thought and, it was quite uh, nice as well, yeah. because we never really got to see how they became a thing. You know, you saw that they were. Correct. Absolutely. And I, and I kind of thought it gave them a bit more weight. Because Vision... Yeah, vision Vision's at, an end... Sorry, yeah. Got, you, sorry. Yeah, no, go you can go, on. mate. Yeah. No, go We've on. got to show you uh, uh, how their how their relationship came to be, you know, yeah. in retrospect. Yeah, sorry. No, I just thought it also gave them a bit of waiting as, as characters because we saw all of the toil and struggle that all of the other cast members had to go through, you know. Yeah. Um, the Falcon and stuff from Captain America Winter Soldier so his introduction was there so them joining the Avengers was kind of you know they've already done that everyone else has had their in induction film Vision in a sense had an induction film but he was still lightweight he was you know because he's he's Jarvis previously Jarvis but not Jarvis anymore and he joins the fight but he's almost like an extra sentry gun when he does yeah. He's got he's got a very straightforward moral compass in that you know he's just doing the right thing, but he is almost like an automated weapon, which ironically is why Sword was created. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and so you don't really get a sense of who he is as a person. You just think he must be a goodie because he's part Jarvis, but ascended. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was quite nice to have that kind of time for them to, you know, you get to see their dynamic, the arguments, the everything, the the kind of conflict as well. And also, you get to see how she got part of her power 
and the link that they share yeah through the mindstone which would explain the connection in a in a way that they kind of don't really outright spell out for you until the end yeah it's almost like a supernatural uh, yeah connection isn't it yeah. yeah they're both children of the mindstone so they found each other without realizing it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's stunning. And, it, you know, it really does cement this as probably one of the, the best romances in the MCU. Mm. Um, now that they've given it the time that it deserved, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, but then there's another interesting aspect to this show, which kind of put everyone through the ringer. And that was the introduction of a certain character from a different universe entirely. Yes. Pietro. And what and what <laughs> hell that wrought on the internet the day that happened. Crikey. <laughs> you know, I watch this. I, I, like, I get out of bed on a Friday and I watch this. Cause, oh, really? Or, whatever, or, or any of these Disney shows, yeah? They're, they're, they're debuting them on Fridays. Luckily, being able to work from home, I can watch them on my big telly and it doesn't matter what time of day it is. But it's, it's, it has to be watched immediately or the internet has to be turned off. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hiding from the internet on Fridays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, that's the that's the alternative. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, so yeah, the thing is, they what they did was see Disney bought Fox, didn't they? So they own everything. So they basically used they uh, a little carrot, didn't they? They just little yeah. teaser. It's like, yeah, let's they see what Pietra, happens if we. They oh, used the exploded from the uh, from the from the X Men films. Yeah. So everyone's now like speculating what that means. I think, to be honest, uh, it's a bit hasty to start rewatching all the X Men films now yeah. because it's on this because this because I almost was going to and I was like, no, hang on, hang on. I, I don't think it's just I don't think it's completely one hundred percent that they're making all of that canon. Do you, do you know what's really I think funny? They just uh, the way that they kind I think of just fucking with the space. The way that they yeah, but it could be a, a for lack of a better word a double fuck because yeah he could maybe. be he could be there incognito and then but that's the thing he, they said he was this person and he had a driver's license or whatever but if you're laying low in like a backwater town you're gonna have a fake ID. Yeah. And his abilities think, and stuff. I don't know. I'm just wondering whether there is a weird element of something going on. Because the thing is, right, yeah, if she was if he if she just picked this guy up who was, you know, just some Joe. Yeah. Uh and then and then it would have been Scarlet Witch that went, Oh, that's my brother. Mm. So then she gave him all them powers in that hex. Yeah. Exactly. The same way that she gave that she had two kids that's, out of yeah, nothing. That's what a lot of people aren't picking up on. Um, and they've kind of gone, no, no, he's fake. And that's it. And they've written it off. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's layers to this, which is kind of really, really interesting. Um, it was a, and the it, fact it, that he sticks around as well. Yeah, yeah. It's the sort of thing they can do. It's, it's a massive wind-up, I think, for fans, isn't it? Because mm. um, if you take it in one way... And and uh, but but like the impact of him showing up was like oh my fucking stars yeah. multiverse yep yeah. um but I don't know if that's really what that was. However, vision, true vision, they've done it. They've is gone back. Is that what the white one is? Um, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's true vision, but 
Vision, when I first looked up Vision, because I was like, oh, Vision's in, like, they're going to put him in Age of Ultron, it's going to lead to Vision. I looked up the character Vision, because we obviously were doing a podcast, and I was the closest thing to a Marvel geek, I think we all had. And I got confused as to how many fucking versions there were. How Uh, Ultron kept destroying himself and coming back and back and back. Basically, Vision, I think there's like five versions of Vision. Right. Originally made by an android, uh, a, prof- uh, a scientist, and then redone and redone and redone. And I think they chose the last or the second to last version, um, how he looks for the films or a variation of that. And by kind of acknowledging that they put him back together and had a completely pale one with a blue light, it's almost like a nod to the early vision versions. Oh, and right, then, okay. And, yeah, and then I don't know where it's going to go. And I kind of think, well, He's just reactivated all of the memories and the stone went yellow for a little bit. The chip went yellow. So I'm just thinking he's just basically uploaded a version of himself back into that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, he, yeah, he transfers his memories, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, they have that really cool, almost Asimov-level computer discussion about, you know, who is the real me? Am I me? Are you me? Am I a truly vision? And I just, I just love it. Like midway through a big stupid Marvel fight, they stop and have this really existential discussion about what is reality and what is existence. <laughs> yeah, that's that's apparently a book that you can uh, that you can buy. That's all about um, it's all about that concept, isn't it? Yeah, like when you if you take the uh, boat and you reassemble it, if yeah, you disassemble it, it and reassemble yeah. it. Is it still the same boat? if it's every single bit of wood that was in it. Um, I forget the name of the book that it's from, but apparently it's a thing that's really worth reading, actually. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. But yeah, I'm I, not going to Google that. No. <laughs> Look I it just, up, listeners. I just, I just thought that they handled it so well. They handled all of the beats so well. I mean, it started off slow, and then it started picking up. First episode, I mean, we could go through, like, just highlights. First episode... The part where the boss starts choking and then the wife goes to stop it and then she keeps repeating stop it and it's almost like the character is stuck in the programming loop and at that point I was like okay something's not quite right because I thought it was going to be like episodes of them in this black and white world and something's going to come for them and then they're going to break free or whatever. You don't know. You think that's the typical level. But then when something like that happens and then she just stops and says, Vision, save him or help him. Um, yeah. And he uses his ability. You're kind of going, okay, because she breaks character and, and, you know, and none of them see it. And then there's like the second episode where you have the the sort of talking to the queen bee of the area. I can't remember her name, the blonde woman and the radio element kicks in. And then the woman smashes the glass in her hand and uh, the blood's red. And and then in between all of these, you have these weird little um, adverts that pop up as well. Like you've got the Stark Industries toaster. And when I did a rewatch of all of them before the last episode, and I think it's the second episode that has the Stark Industries toaster. There's a bit where they say, "Oh, toast," and it, it and it starts beeping, and it beeps for like a few beeps too long to start making you uncomfortable, like it's going to explode. And I realised that beeping sound is exactly the same as the Stark missile in their apartment. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So God, I never noticed that. I know. There are so many mental things they've put into this. <laughs> wow. It's bonkers. It's absolutely mental. Like, I haven't even got all of them. I mean, there's, there's, there's ones like the watch, Strucker, which I think is one of the scientists. Um, and it's like, you've got the Hydra logo on it as well and stuff like that. And, you know, and you've got other bits and pieces. You've got like the, um, Hydra soak, bath soak. And it says for finding the goddess in you. And I don't really, I don't really oh, know yes. what that's leading to. Yeah, yeah, there's some great adverts in there. That, uh, I don't know what they're leading to. I don't think all of them are linked to this show. I think some of them are linked to something else because I, I remember turning to Susan going, did the Red Skull ever mention the goddess or something in, in like Captain America? Because they were obsessed with holding Norse stuff, weren't they? Um, yeah. It was bonkers. And I was just thinking like, whoa, is it is it all tying up in a weird way? I think a lot of that stuff was in there to uh, fuel endless fan speculation. I don't know. The toaster, the toaster fueled mine because when I saw that link, I went, oh my God, there is there, there is meat on those bones. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I think, I think, I think some of it will be explored. I think they're just, a lot of it's acknowledging stuff. Uh, mm. There's a rich tapestry for them to tap into, isn't there? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a great show. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it exists, um, and it's it's one and done. You know, it's not the last we'll see of those characters, but I think that there's not going to be a, a follow up show to this. No. Uh, other, than, other than there will be lots more Marvel shows. In the yeah. Um, also, they've said, I, Loki, they've said Loki. They're going to do lots of. Apparently. Yeah, the link in as well to various other shows like um, was it Marie Rambeau? Um, I couldn't for the life of me remember who she was. Oh, I, I, I knew. I, yeah, I, I knew pretty much straight away. I did remember that. I've, I've, I've recently watched all of the MCU, though, quite uh, not long ago. So. Yeah. But uh, but then when, you, when she walked past, and I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, my God, okay, cool. And also, they've warned against her going back and forth through the thing, because it's rewriting her DNA. And, you know, she just brushed it off. And that looked like a cat, uh, a catalyst. So I'm wondering, when the hex is all said and done, you never see whether she's still got those powers that she's got. To really, you know, almost like sight beyond sight. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it was, because she clearly became empowered through the powers the hex powers used. And it's just, you know, I think it was a pretty cool way of starting up another character's possible origin and I'm wondering where that's going to go where that leads into because you, you you have not just I mean a lot of people say oh it's the start of the Scarlet Witch but it's also the birth of Sword we see why that's created and that's a counter thing to S.H.I.E.L.D. as opposed to protecting humanity it's all about getting sentient weapons and keeping them to themselves a bit more um, proactive yeah exactly um and the fact that you've got unfortunately a dickhead as an acting director but <laughs> and i just i just thought there's lots of really cool things they could continue to expand the marvel universe even further and the introduction of witches as well you've got that because the next doctor strange film is supposed to be even more intense and the fact that they've gone the witch route 
completely opens up the supernatural element, which then completely paths the way for Blade. That's true. Yeah, that's very, very true. I mean, well, I, yeah, I, it's all, it is all working out yeah, quite nicely. I said that like yonks ago when Doctor Strange first came out, the first film. I said, the moment you put yeah. Doctor Strange in, you've introduced the mystic. The moment you put the mystic in, you introduce the supernatural. And the moment you put the supernatural in, you introduce the vampire hunter. And it all seems to be going in row, and it's pretty cool to see how they're building yeah. this path and leading you to it. So you don't think, that's bullshit. How can so big, how can, you know, they said, oh, witches exist. Yes, we've seen them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely happening, isn't it, Blade? Yeah. Um, and should, we're just lapping sure it all up. I love it. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Right. Cool. Okay. So, uh, any thoughts on any more thoughts on One Division? I know there's a lot. Um, I, I like the way it ended. I thought it was really good, and now I'm just curious what the hell because she's just learning, and it's only going to get worse. Well, scarier because she's also lost the element that makes her calm and human. I know she kind of triumphed in the end, but there were things in there where she was kind of going a little bit, for lack of a better term, Daenerys Targaryen where she was saying, what if I'm already the villain? Oh, you know? yeah, definitely. And it was set up in a much better way, in which she's almost like a Magneto-style villain, where she's a villain, but she's only the villain because her belief is different from society's sort of norms. Yeah. So, looking forward to seeing what happens after that. Me too. Speaking of which... Uh, there was a investor call with Disney just before Christmas. Uh, we haven't really had time to get into it on here because they dropped so much. Um, so it's kind of nice that now that we're sort of in the middle of it, or we, it's things have begun. Um, you know, it's good that now, now we can actually sort of talk about it. Um, so yeah. Uh, One Division launched. Uh, it says here back in January. Can't believe that. I suppose wow. it must. Yeah, it was. I can't believe we're in March already. Fucking hell. So yeah. So so basically, um, there was an investor call, and they uh, Disney basically dropped all this information on all the stuff that's going to be on Disney Plus over the next sort of year, two years, whatever. So um, yeah, as far as the MCU goes, we've got like One Division first. Uh, that's just ended. And now we've got uh, kicking off this Friday uh, is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've heard some people, have, it's six episodes, this one. And I've heard that it's pretty straight up, this one. You know, it's no yeah. real messing about. Um, but it's going to kind of establish um, Sam Wilson as as like Captain America. I think mm. the new Captain America, pretty much. I think that's where it's, what it's for. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little cameo of Steve Rogers in here. I've heard maybe there might be. Yeah, I'd imagine there'd be one or two. If if yeah. not backstory, if not anything else. Or, you know, guidance. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be tuning into this on Friday, I think. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Wow, cool. More MCU. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Can't wait. So, and then we've got uh, June. We've got Loki, uh, mm. which, as I, as I just mentioned, apparently this is going to 
So this is all span out of that bit in Endgame where they do the time heist and he gets hold of the uh, Tesseract. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it looks, it looks completely barby. I imagine it's going to be very different each week. Um, and apparently, yeah, that, that they've got a formula that, for that uh, such that it is that they'll be able to um, spin this into multiple seasons. Oh, so that's uh, that's cool. I haven't actually um, watched the trailer for Loki. I've been trying to save myself because there hasn't been much amazing things happening in the last year or so. So I'm kind of, you know, normally I hunker down and say I go into kind of lock. Well, I do want to say lockdown actually because it's got bad connotations now. Dirty word. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I basically go into media blackout about films and stuff once I feel as though I've had a little taster. But with Loki, I purposely yeah. avoided all of it because I just want to be I know surprised. what you mean. I don't like. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of uh, shy away from like endless marketing when it's something that I know I'm yeah. definitely going to watch. It's like One Division. Like I saw I have the been marketed to. I yeah. do not need any more marketing. Thank you. I, I work yeah. in marketing, so yeah. I mean, I, I know. <laughs> it's all yeah, about yeah, beating yeah. over the head with a, a brick. Um, but once you know. Once you know you're invested, you're a lifetime customer value. So that's true. But yeah, um, Richard, yeah, Richard E. Grant apparently is that Loki film. Is in really? that Loki show? My sister will be pleased about that. I could see him in there. I'm surprised he hasn't turned up with anything to do. Hang on with a minute, stuff. Richard E. Grant. Oh no, hang on. He's he's not. He hasn't got an MCU character yet, has he? No. No. Unless no, he turns not. up as um, with now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, I could see that happening as an awesome cameo, though. <laughs> that's the, that's the trouble you have with uh, with all these shows. Is like you're like they're already in the MCU, like yeah. they're making so much of this shit. Okay, so so that's Loki. That's so basically Winter Soldier's going to end, and then we've got Loki. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a I week know it's, yeah between. Yeah. Um, then we've got this what if thing. That is apparently I, I uh, this is animated, that. and that's and it's all based on like what if such and such happened. Yeah, well, um, that's the thing; they have to do that. It's a it's a Marvel staple. I mean, the what if comics have been going back for God knows how long. I remember going into a newsagent's back when they were the main place you bought comics from, and there was a what if Magneto ran the X Men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that, and it was like you know Charles Xavier was the one who died. Um, yeah, basically, yeah. Bishop didn't manage to get back to fall the assassination. Um, Morpheus Gambit killed Xavier, and then Magneto took over the X Men. And it was basically just them going around and being AAA bastards and <laughs> doing what they want. Cool. Um, I know there's definitely one of these that's got Agent Carter in it. Hmm. I know that for sure. Do we have to look at the teasers for some of these, though? Yeah, I don't know if there even are any for some of this. See, um, the, the Shang-Chi thing intrigues me. Um, I, was about, I was about to mention that, right? Apparently that is out in July, and I haven't seen a single trailer of it. No, I don't And know. I don't think one exists. I don't think that's happening, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's next year. I, I'm, yeah, I reckon that... It depends. Yeah, that's true. I reckon they've pushed it back... Um, 
I think they want to get a cinema release on that because that oh, is definitely. that is that is the culmination of the actual Ten Rings and the Mandarin. Because I, I was watching the, um, you've heard about the 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 extras on Iron Man Three. Yeah, where you've got yeah the when interview. they go and see Trevor. Yeah, that was awesome because anyone who's seen that film and kind of go, oh, they've ruined the Mandarin. No, it was all a ruse. Um, the Ten Rings have always been there. And the fact that you see the Ten Rings on the first Iron Man film in the background, and it's the same symbol, and you just don't know. And I know the guy in it was supposedly died, dead and everything else, but you just don't know what that links to. And I yeah. love the fact that they're actually making this a thing. And it makes me think, the Mandarin has always been linked to Iron Man in some way. So, are we going to see Rescue, aka Pepper Potts, going up against it in some form in a later movie? Or are we going to see, because in the comics, um, Iron Man's now his daughter. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Which makes me wonder about the bullshit theory I put for the end of Endgame, where you hear the anvil go in. And a lot of us thought it was a full circle element to hearing the first anvil from the first film. Is it the daughter in the workshop? Because he mentions... In... Oh, it could be anything. I know, but I think I heard categorically that it was from the first movie. Yeah, I know. But I just thought it was a nice, it was a nice idea, the fact that in the comics there is this element, and if you know anything about it, and he mentions that his daughter, you know, in that timeline loves to go in the workshop and tinker around and stuff as well. So she's clearly got daddy's kind of need for building and stuff like that, which yeah, I think yeah. would be quite cool. So I don't know how they're going to do it or whether they're going to do it, but you know, you just don't know. I mean, it's, I just think, I just think they're, that's they're, all far they're, off, mate. They're putting that's place all quite hold- far I know, off. I, reckon. But I love that they're, they're doing the comic thing where they're putting placeholders in place phase six. where they can link. Yeah. This is phase 24. <laughs> I think it's sooner than that, but I don't think it's anything that we can even speculate on yet, really. No. Well, we can speculate, but I don't think uh, we can do that till the cows come home. I reckon this Shang-Chi film, I reckon that's going to get the date that Eternals had in November, and I reckon okay. Eternals is going to get shunted into next year. Yeah, We'll I definitely get Black Widow and Spider-Man this year, and I think that's not bad for for in a year where cinemas aren't even open until May. Uh, the, to get two MCU films, we should be gre- glad for, I yeah. think, after a year of not having any. Or, exactly. Yeah. If so, anything is um, going to get people in the cinema, it's going to be them as well. Oh, definitely, so. yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been speaking to people who work at cinemas and like they're, they're, they're like, please, God, yeah, Black Widow, we need <laughs> that. Please don't put it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that's exactly what they need to blow the doors off. That's what they needed last year, though. That's what they... They should have put Black Widow out uh, when bloody uh, Tenet come out because that yeah. didn't do the job at all. People were not interested. Even people going back twice to watch that because they didn't understand it. Guilty as charged. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like... Um, yeah, no, that wasn't really the shot in the arm they needed. They needed, like, an MCU type thing. Anyway, where's this fucking investor call stuff? Okay, right. So, yeah, late 2021, we've got Miss Marvel. 
Uh, and this is the Kamala Khan, the one with like stretchy arms. This, this oh, yeah. character is a yeah. new one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the latest version of Miss Marvel. I I can't remember the lore behind it, but yeah, she's a she's she's dressed more in um, a nod to the traditional Miss Marvel with the yellow scarf and the lightning bolt, um, right? The yellow sash sort of thing, scarf. But yeah, she's okay. it's, it's intriguing. I don't know. I think it's because she was in the Avengers game. Yeah, so that well, was the gamble. Yeah. Well, I think I think she was in it because they are planning on doing this show, and she's yeah. quite popular from the comics. Yeah, and yeah. So there's that, and then also at the end of 2021, we've got Hawkeye. I think these two are probably going to be pushed a bit. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, imagine. I would. Well, I, I think at least one of these is probably going to be 2022 now. Yeah, it's it's bound to be. I mean, it's. There is just so much stuff. I mean, you got four love and thunder as well, and they must have an absolute nightmare trying to shuffle these around because you just don't know what's going to happen for the latter part of this year. Because you could plan for cinema, but then I suppose now that they've proven that people would sit and talk and the internet would explode about one division, and then they'll probably gauge how well Falcon and Winter Soldier do. You've got this as a backup, so if it all does go. I really don't want it, so I'm going to touch wood. Tits up again. Um, they know they've got a platform that they can get people to, and they can just market the hell out of. Oh, what Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's their entire strategy going forward. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like, that is that is the fallback. They now don't have to worry about cinemas falling over. No, definitely not. Um, that's true. Uh, so after that, right? Oh, so there's a lot of this. There is also, a lot of this to get through, Marcus. Oh yeah, um, go for it. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just looked on Wikipedia and I've just shut up because I've just looked and gone, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so after that, right, there's no date on this yet, but She-Hulk, and that's uh, starring Tatiana Maslany, uh, who did was in that film, show Orphan Black. She's really good. Oh, okay. Um, and Oh, wow, uh, yeah, cool. And it's going to be a comedy, a comedy, right? Uh, but Mark Ruffalo will be back to play Hulk. Nice. And Abomination will be back played by Tim Roth. Oh, wicked. Yes, I heard that. I I don't think I'd actually fully process that. That's (laughs) scary because that means that they've said that the Incredible Hulk movie is canon. I suppose it had Thunderbolt Ross in, didn't it? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it did start it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Then there's uh, Moon Knight, which I know absolutely nothing about. Uh,. I think they said who's going to be Moon Knight, but uh, I might be wrong. Have you heard of Moon Knight? No, I haven't. Um, that, oh, I have Ethan, no Ethan, idea. Ethan Hawke, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, I don't know. They're, all, they're in that. So oh, I recognise him. He's been in a few things I've seen on TV. Uh, what? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac's in Star Wars. Yeah, he's Poe. That's it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> I was looking at a particularly smug picture of him, so I didn't recognise him straight away. Yeah. <laughs> now this one's interesting. Uh, Secret Invasion. I understand that's quite a big storyline in Marvel, isn't it? I think Secret Invasion is either the scroll one or it's definitely scroll related because it stars Ben Mendelsohn and yeah. Sam Jackson as and... the Fury. I don't know if that leads into the Secret Wars, which is sort of like Spider-Man, Avengers-related. Um, 
Yeah, no. Actually, that, that yeah. sounds like Secret Invasion as links to Fantastic Four, because I think that might even end up with a Super Scroll. Right. From so lack there's of better of, term. There's plenty of, like, because I think a lot of these shows, right, this, they're going to be... Is, this is, like, really... The idea is that uh, they've said is that they're basically, uh, they're going to be using them to sort of, like, link into films, but the idea being that they're not essential. Yeah. So you're not going to be at a loss if you, you know, you haven't got to watch 25 films every time a new one comes out, you know, or or 25 bloody shows or whatever. So there's that. Okay. And then there's this show called Ironheart. Never heard of this. Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Yeah, that's the woman. Okay. So, that's, oh, so she's not his daughter. Okay, yeah, it's a new Iron Man. Iron Heart sounds yeah. so like it sounds. I've just like clicked Kingdom through Heart. on it. Um, Yay, Iron Heart! Oh, it's not going to recognise me because the squirrel's taken over. Not literally. It's a background on. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, hang on. That's better. If I do that. Oh, okay. You can see on the screen. I'm just showing him a picture of it. So she's taken over and you can see like the ghost of Tony Stark kind of thing in the background. Right. Yeah, oh, so okay, yeah, it's yeah. It's basically just another iron but but then you had loads of different iron suits as well. You had Iron Patriot, like I said, you had Rescue, which was Pepper Potts, um, and you had like loads of other ones. There was another Russian one, which I think they mentioned as well, which yeah. had Iron Man technology in as well, but he was a villain. But um yeah, no, I think it's just they're just padding out the world and just adding more in. Yeah. There's this Which... one, Ar- <laughs> another one after that, Armor Wars, based yeah. on the classic Marvel comic series, comes to Disney Plus starring Don Cheadle as Rhodes, aka War Machine. I think that must... might be. I think that might be it. This might be because there was a there was the '90s Iron Man TV series, which basically all of my lore comes from the '90s Marvel com- cartoons, uh, Spider Man, X Men, Iron Man, Hulk, because they were all canon. They're all based on comic book stories and all of the cartoons from those days were 100% canon, unlike nowadays where you make shit up. Um, but there was a, an arc where Iron Man's technology was basically sold and people were making variations of his armour all around the world. Oh, well, Loads of villains. They tapped into that a bit in the films, haven't they? They, they like... did, a little bit, yeah. But I think they never really solved it. They they kind of just said, yeah, you know, they mentioned, I think it was Iron Man 2 they mentioned it, where his armour was being used, and it wasn't quite being figured out as well. Right. Um, so this might be, they've got it. Maybe it's linked to the Mandarin as well, the Tim Rings. Um, I would say that's kind of how they would do it. But okay. I like that they're giving Don Cheadle a war machine, a, a reprise. I know, role. So, so cool, that isn't be, it? That would be cool. Yeah, he's yeah. a great sideline character, but I love that character. I just think he's brilliant. Part of me does wonder how much of this will happen, but the fact that they're, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a lot of this right is is that <laughs> it's like they're almost like fuck. We've got an investor call. Like, come up with loads of good ideas. <laughs> I know, but it's but it's so fun to go for. But it's, see but what, it's Disney what page who on. it's Disney who own Fox and own Marvel, and it's you know they can they can literally say to these people. Um, we want you to do a film with us and they'll say yeah and it can satellite around and the, the actors can do whatever they want and when the climate is fine they'll go are you free to do this film 
because there's yeah. no date on this. I don't they say it's phase four. But... Curiously, uh, there's. I don't think there's really any Fox related stuff in this announcement. No, because I think I think the the the, the uh, ink was still wet. Yeah. When they uh, when they got this, but um, sorry, there's a couple more Marvel things. Yeah, no, that. go for it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special <laughs> slated for the 2022 holiday season. So that's end of next year, um, and it will be written and directed by James Gunn. That guy who they fired for saying nasty things on Twitter, that who now works for them again. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And, and there was a series set in Wakanda as well, wasn't there? I think that's now. Yeah, that has been announced since this. But yeah, yeah that is totally happening. Uh, uh, hang on, I can't right, it's untitled still. They don't know what they're doing with it, but yeah, yeah, they're just you're putting right, it in place because they need something there. Because there was going to be a Black Panther 2, wasn't yeah, this, there? Yeah, so. that was announced just back in February. Yeah. But I think, I wonder, right, if that will if that will happen. I think the reason that might be happening is but is because they're thinking of, uh, that might be a way of them establishing who the new Black Panther is. It might be. Rather, rather than doing an entirely, a whole other origin story. Although... They sort of bypass the origin story in Black Panther to an extent. Hmm. Although you do sort of learn about how he... You learn about yeah. the, the legacy because it's it's a mantle passed down, isn't it? Yeah, Which yeah. I thought was always a good way of doing it. Well, um, that's why they've got away without... But interesting, they say it's going to be a drama series set in Wakanda. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's pretty serious stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You know... Uh, maybe it's yes. about the rebuild and everything else and the way that they're helping countries out I mean who maybe. knows it could be it could it could be like a really short TV series like 8 episodes Disney Plus could be anything yeah I mean <laughs> I think I think they're going for 6 yeah because they're sort of allocating the budget yeah. and resources to as to like a film and and that sort of seems like uh the way it's going. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think uh, WandaVision like needed a bit more time, like the seven episodes, because it had so many ideas and yeah. uh, characters and sort of concepts. But I think something like, I think um, from the sound of it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a bit more straight down the middle. Yeah. Um, it's, the, it's almost like the buddy movie. They've had their introduction at the end of Endgame. They've been given permission by Cap and now they're going to go out and kick ass and throw shields and fly. But, that's true, but then when you say a show is based on a place, to me that suggests that yeah, it's going to be like a sort of character-driven thing. Yeah, oh, it could be. It could be um, with um, oh, I can't remember her name, the younger sister, the scientist one. Oh, I definitely it, think they'll feature. I think yeah, they'll, they'll have I've, all of them back for it. Yeah. Um, I, think, I reckon, honestly, I reckon it'll be a nice farewell I honestly reckon that's be one of the ones I'm mostly excited about because I think the most appealing thing to me about Black Panther was the location yeah um, the world I, building and stuff I just like the fact that they did something completely sideways like I mean I, yeah. I knew that I knew that Vibranium came from like a, a strange civilization but the way that they made it rather than being just this place in Africa which had vibranium and then it was harnessed into cap shield and everything else. They said, no, the whole place has got some insane tech because they've learned to use it. Whereas I don't think that was really explored in the comics and stuff. 
um, per se, because I don't remember seeing anything like that in the X-Men in the cartoons. It was always very much just the planes that you see and stuff, but you don't really see any sense of the technology used. Yeah. So I thought that the fact that they've just gone, no, this we are mentally advanced. The rest of the world has to just catch up. We've given you Quinjets. All of the stuff that you think are cool are basically just budget versions of what we've got. <laughs> um, which I thought was amazing. And when you think about it that way, it's, it's yeah, it's intriguing. The only other Marvel thing here is uh, I Am Groot. So they're doing some cartoons with Groot in it. Nice. Okay. Which will be fun. Okay. Right, uh, I'm, there's a load of Pixar and Disney animation stuff, but there's just not time. Um, <laughs> but there, but uh, there were some Star Wars announcements that I need to go through here. I don't know how many of these you're aware of. Um, Probably none. Right, okay. So these are all like these are all Star Wars shows that are going to be on Disney Plus. Ahsoka, which will be. Uh, oh, yeah carrying on Ahsoka Tano's story and will be written by Dave Filoni. It's a limited series, which will star Rosario Dawson. And I think he's set uh, after, or I, or I think at the same time as Mandalorian, maybe. I, I'm not sure on that. They did they did say something about that, but it's sort of around that timeline. Mm. Or no, that's it. They were saying that apparently Rebels takes place after this, the, sh- the cartoon really? and, that, and that this, yeah. And that, and that this would fill in the gap between her in the oh. Mandalorian and her in looking Rebels. for, looking for, um, Anakin. No, the kid, the kid in it in rebels goes missing. I think they're looking for him or well, they're looking for someone. It's all a bit foggy now, but anyway, it will link up with that. Apparently, or it's the other way around, okay. and Mandalorian takes place after Rebels, and this will continue off I'm, what started in Rebels, maybe. I'm sure Mandalorian takes place after Rebels, because it's post-Empire, isn't it? Yeah, well, I thought Rebels was as well. But Rebels is Rebels has Vader in it. Yes, you're right. Because so, Alokta... I can't pronounce her name. Um, Ahsoka. She, Ahsoka. She squares off against Anakin and you don't know her fate. So when she turned up in Mandalorian, I was punching the air because it meant she survived. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She battles Anakin and it's a really awesome shot where she strikes the mask and you can see part of his face underneath and you've got the eye that's already turned. And which I thought, oh my god, if you could see that in live action, that would have just been amazing. Um, but yeah, no, Rebels is definitely before Mando, and it's before Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So, apparently this is going to lead up, like, so the, the, the thought is, the speculation is that, yeah, this will take place after... Rebels, after the man, after the Mandalorian, and will uh, and it will be about her trying to find Ezra from the Rebels show. That's it, yeah. But that's the, that's the fan theory, so that, don't take that for granted. Okay, the next one they've got here is Andor, uh, and this was set up by Tony Gilroy. I don't know if he's still on that or not, um, but it's all about Cassie and Andor from Rogue One. 
and um, apparently, uh, it, the thing I was looking forward to this was from Rogue One was the droid in it, but apparently, um, uh, who's our mate that plays the droid? Um. Who we were talking about earlier in Resident Alien. Alan Tudyk oh, is apparently okay. oh. not on the cast list for this, which everyone oh. was a bit concerned about, because I honestly could not give a stuff about Andor. Yeah, he's not. He's not in it. I'm pretty sure someone does an impression of him in some other medium, and it's pretty close as well. Yeah, it says trivia. Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk will reprise, reprise their roles of Cassian Andor and K2SO, which they previously played in Rogue One. But if you look at who's starring in it, he's not starring in it. So I don't know what that what that's all about. Hmm. But anyway, that's uh, happening. Don't know if we've got an idea. Oh, it says 12 episodes of that, which is a bit mad. So, wow. Yeah. Hopefully, hope, hope that's good if it's going to drag on that long. Uh, then, of course, we've got the Obi-Wan Kenobi show starring Ewan McGregor. Yes. And also um, Hayden Christensen's going to return as Vader. Nice. Although I very much hope he's not doing the voice because um, that would be shit. I can only imagine... It says the series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith where he faced his greatest defeat. Oh, so I guess it could... Yeah, because Darth Vader's still around, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, well, that was the start of him, wasn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, Honest, I didn't catch that. Sharp Could Siri. you try again? Because you, you kind of think, between between episode three, where Obi-Wan is still, what, probably mid-30s, maybe, equivalent, 30s, maybe 40, um, to where he's quite old in A New Hope... Mm. that's a long time yeah I mean Ewan McGregor's like 47 48 now I think yeah um, so, so he's getting on a bit reckon, he, still, he still looks good enough to be able to I, pull it off I know I reckon this series will take him through to a new hope I reckon I reckon that's what they'll do because mm. that's yeah. that's to be that's the end of his arc well yeah and if, he, if he's going to reprise his role one more time he's going to carry it through because he was he was trying to perfect the Anakinist mannerisms as he was going along, and I, I, I don't really, think he'll get that far. I don't think they'll get, they'll take it that far. Well, even if it's just a an end credit stinger or something, or a jump, you know, at the end of it all, because I don't think they'll do more. Because I think for this to happen was a miracle in itself, because it's been on the books for so long. They've got they've got like a thirty year timeline to play with essentially, or a 20-year yeah. timeline. But I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll do something that lasts long enough. They won't jump. I don't think it'll get a second season. If it does, it might be like Mandalorian, where it jumps ahead another 10 years. It says a special event series on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he's, he's as far as, like... I mean, Ewan McGregor's, like, pretty... Uh, a-list actor, I suppose, these yeah. days still. Well, he he's always joking. He said, there are Star Wars films and there's the ones that I was in. So he's been chomping at the bit to get Obi-Wan down 
which is like I said, it's it's the only reason why I enjoyed episode three because he was literally trying his damnedest to get all of the um, Guinness yeah. mannerisms down, the little chuckle, the little beard stroke and stuff, and you know. But I think I think he sees this as his one chance to do the role justice. Okay. The next one we got is uh, Bad Batch, which is a Clone Wars spin-off. Uh, it's all about some ex-clone troopers. Oh, wicked. Maybe they're the ones that were in Rebels. I don't know. Possibly. I hope they weren't the ones that are, that were showing up in The Mandalorian. <laughs> Actually, no, they weren't clones, were they? No. Yeah. I yeah, you did have a you did have a group of them that were in Rebels, and they were like there was one left. He was like a cottagey old man sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've got Star Wars Visions next, which apparently is a series of animated films, all made by the world's best anime creators. The collection mm. will bring ten fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios. So it's kind of like the Animatrix. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective on Star Wars. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, Then we've got Lando, which uh, is a brand new event series for Disney+. Plus. Doesn't say here whether or not Matey from Solo is going to be reprising his role, but I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah. They don't like mixing up the continuity too much. In fact, he's still about, isn't he? They could do like, uh, they could bookend it like past, present. That exactly. That would be quite funny, yeah. Um, and then we've got The Acolyte, which is by uh, Leslie Headland, who was one of the creators of Russian Doll. Uh, okay. And this one's going to be, uh, I think this is live action, and it's all going to be set in the High Republic era, which is like uh, this thing they seem to be fleshing out at the moment, uh, which is all like ancient stuff, like the Old Republic. Um, so that's the new canon version of it that they're nice. making books and comics of at the moment. So that could be cool. A um, lot of license there to do whatever. And then we've got uh, a droid story, uh, which uh, this is a special adventure film. And it's going to introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. So that's cool. I think that's going to be... Is that animated? I think it might be animated. Yeah, Lucasfilm Animation. So oh. that could be cool. And there's one more thing on here that is Lucasfilm that is not Star Wars. And that is uh, Willow. They are making okay. a... Uh, is this a show? Yeah, they're making a show of Willow. And Warwick Davis will be in it. Nice. So that's cool. Maybe it's set in the uh, Dagobah system swamp, swamp or something. Anyway, that's I'm just, it. That's I'm it, just wondering, the um, was it Acolyte, that High Republic one? Mm, yeah. I'm just wondering whether that's kind of like a tenuous way of linking to what were the name of those games we had Knights Kane Starkiller Knights of the Old Republic yeah was it Jedi Knight yeah it was one where you had like basically as Vader's apprentice oh that was uh, the Force Unleashed yeah I don't know maybe it's like a mashup of all of it because Disney seemed to be taking what was already kind of 
expanded universe canon and stuff and then just um turning it up and putting it as no this is the disney version of the expanded canon universe well the thing is right they've got a bunch of nerds there that they stop the continue <laughs> st- story continuity group or whatever it's called and uh i think the problem with the extended canon was that it was a bit of a mess so yeah. they're sort of pulling it together making it all coherent which is cool yeah. you need we need someone like that to do it you know uh, yeah exactly. you know, we can't all have a kevin feige you know at least they've got like a a few people there that all seem to agree on what's mm. what. Um, only because they, the only because the logo for the acolyte seems to be like well, it's all in red, and it looks like a kind of lightsaber slash burn across it because you've got the cauterized heated element at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I just really wondered where. Yeah. Don't know. Anyway, then maybe they'll mix it up or take elements of it or something. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they Who could. Knows? Maybe they could use part of that. Yeah. All right then, uh, it's getting a bit late now, and my God, wow. was there a lot of announcements there and a lot to basically break down about WandaVision. Watch um, this space as to how many of those actually are a thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. how many that's... just circle round for like months or years to come. Well, that's it. Hopefully there isn't another fucking pandemic to jeopardise everything all over again. Uh, right, so... Um, yeah, I think... Yeah. I, I think, think that's. That, I think that'll, that'll do. do. Um, yeah, hopefully Black Widow will come out in May, uh, and then we'll record an episode shortly after. Yeah, I think so. Watch um, this space, and we'll, be, and we'll talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier then as well. Indeed. MCU tastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's just more cool stuff to watch, more things to enjoy. Absolutely. Um, and it's good that it's still managing to get made, even amongst all the horror. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, no, can't wait. Cool. All right, well, signing I guess, off. I, I guess think. we should end it by um, basically just saying, on your left. <laughs> or just as we've said goodbye again, we'll soon say hello once more. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Playing Podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and Co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet out or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, stay safe out there. on the CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. 
You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere, Tuesday on The CW. Tuesday at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington's CW.